Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 11th of July, let's begin with updates from the city. Around 22 lakh below poverty line households in Karnataka may not receive immediate benefits under the Anna Bhagya scheme due to the absence of bank accounts. The scheme aims to provide an additional 5 kgs of free rice to each member of a BPL household. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya launched the direct benefit transfer under the scheme on the evening of 10th July. In other headlines, Karnataka School Education and Literacy Minister Madhu Bangarappa has announced that the state government will establish an expert committee to develop a new education policy after CM Siddharamaya declared the discontinuation of the National Education Policy 2020. This decision aligns with the government's commitment to formulate a state-level policy that reflects the local context. In some more news, the Bengaluru Traffic Police will initiate a dedicated initiative to restore and improve pedestrian access by reclaiming footpaths throughout the city. Each of the 48 traffic police stations will prioritize a specific footpath within their jurisdiction daily, ensuring the removal of illegally parked vehicles and debris. Joint Commissioner of Police Traffic MN Anuchit explained that this effort is part of the ongoing hashtag Reclaim Footpaths campaign. Up next, smart electricity meters will soon be introduced in Karnataka, according to officials. These meters, seen as the future of the industry, offer benefits such as remote monitoring and usage tracking, promising transparency and accountability. Bescom will install over 1,000 meters in industrial areas around Bengaluru as a pilot project. However, a full-scale rollout is still a few years away due to the capital-intensive nature of the implementation. Bescom currently lacks the necessary network communication system. Now on to other news. Bengaluru hoteliers have appealed to the Karnataka government to allow round-the-clock operations for restaurants and grant the sector industry status to facilitate business operations. They also proposed merging trade licenses, FSSAI licenses and shop and establishment licenses into a single perpetual license. The demand for 24-7 hotel operations in Bengaluru has been persistent, with previous discussions and requests made to the government highlighting the industry's challenges. Moving on, Nama Metro in Bengaluru has announced that certain train services on the Purple Line will be temporarily interrupted till August 9th due to signalling and other works along the Krishnarajpuram and Baipanahalli Metro lines. The 2-kilometre metro route is expected to be inaugurated next month. Specific changes include revised start times for the Krishnarajpuram, Whitefield and Baipanahalli Swami Vivekananda routes, while other metro services will continue without interruptions. Meanwhile, George Freeman, the UK's Minister for Science, Research and Innovation, emphasised the importance of engaging with Bengaluru, India's premier technology city, with a thriving startup ecosystem to deepen ties in science, research, technology and innovation. Freeman stated that if the UK-India collaboration is to have a headquarters, it should be in Bengaluru. Freeman's visit to Bengaluru was part of his week-long trip to India for the G20 Research Minister's meeting in Mumbai. On a different note, Bengaluru has ranked among the cities with the highest average annual salaries, securing the third position after Solapur and Mumbai, according to the Average Salary Survey. The analysis, based on 11,570 salary surveys, revealed that the average annual salary in India is 18.9 lakh rupees, with most employees earning around 5.77 lakh rupees. 
Solapur topped the list with an average salary of Rs 28.1 lakh, rupees, while Mumbai and Bengaluru recorded 21.2 lakh rupees and 21 lakh rupees respectively. National News Moving on to the national news, the Trinamool Congress announced its candidates for the upcoming Rajya Sabha elections. National spokesperson Saket Gokhale along with MPs Derek O'Brien, Dola Sen and Sukhendu Shekhar Ray were named as candidates. Additionally, Samirul Islam, the president of Bangla Sanskriti Mancha and Prakash Chik Baraik, TMC's Alipurduar district president were also nominated. While O'Brien, Sen and Ray will serve another term, this marks Gokhale's first nomination for the Rajya Sabha election. Meanwhile, the Delhi High Court overturned a government decision to cancel the Overseas Citizens of India card of Ashok Swain, a Swedish-based professor of Indian origin. Justice Subramaniam Prasad stated that the government order lacked sufficient reasoning and merely relied on Section 70E of the Citizenship Act. The court directed the government to issue a new order with detailed reasons within three weeks. In more news during the hearing of the Manipur violence cases, the Supreme Court emphasized that its platform should not be used to fuel further violence in the state. The court stated that it can only monitor the state's actions and issue orders if additional measures are necessary, but it cannot directly manage security. The Chief Justice of India, D.Y. Chandrachud, urged petitioners to approach the issue with sensitivity, emphasizing that the situation is a humanitarian matter. Shifting our focus, during PM Narendra Modi's visit to France this week, it is anticipated that he will sign a deal for the Indian Navy to acquire 26 Rafale Marine fighters for the INS Vikrant aircraft carrier. Additionally, a repeat order for three more Scorpion Calvary-class submarines to be built at Mazagon Dockyards Limited through the Make in India initiative is expected. The visit may also involve the signing of a defence industrial roadmap. International News Turning our attention to international news, in response to the recent riots following the police killing of Nahel M, France has implemented a ban on the sale, possession and transportation of firecrackers for Bastille Day celebrations on July 14. Fireworks were used as weapons during the unrest. Official figures reveal that more than 3,700 individuals have been detained by the police in connection with protests against Nahel's murder. In ongoing news, President Joe Biden arrived in Britain for a series of meetings, including with King Charles III and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, before proceeding to Vilnius for the NATO summit. His final stop will be Finland, which recently joined NATO. The discussions with the monarch and the PM primarily focus on environmental matters. The NATO summit will centre around supporting Ukraine in removing Russian occupation forces. In a recent development, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa confirmed that the upcoming BRICS summit, which includes an invitation to Russian President Vladimir Putin, will be held in person, despite the arrest warrant against Putin. Ramaphosa stated that the format of the summit is being finalized and emphasized that it will be a physical meeting. He did not disclose whether Putin would attend, given the International Criminal Court's warrant regarding accusations of Russia's unlawful deportation of Ukrainian children. In some other news, during the wedding of former UK Chancellor George Osborne, a member of the environmental group Just Stop Oil disrupted the event. A video released by the group shows a woman throwing orange confetti on the newly married couple as they exited the church. She persisted in showering them with confetti until security intervened and chased her away. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. The Indian government has placed the Goods and Services Tax Network under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act enabling the Enforcement Directorate to share information with GSTN. 
This move aims to enhance coordination and information sharing between the two entities. The government issued a notification recently to officially include GSTN under the PMLA. In more business news, according to several reports, Meta had allocated $43 million for the personal security of its CEO Mark Zuckerberg in the past three years. Concurrently, Zuckerberg's family foundation, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, has purportedly contributed $3 million to PolicyLink, an organization associated with DefundPolice.org. DefundPolice.org seeks to defund and disarm police forces. Next up, Goldman Sachs has predicted that by 2075, India will surpass the United States and become the world's second-largest economy. Presently ranked as the fifth-largest economy globally, India's GDP is projected to reach $52.5 trillion as it becomes the world's most populous country. The main drivers of India's growth, according to Goldman Sachs, will be innovation, increased capital investment and rising worker productivity. Moving on, Adani Digital Labs, a subsidiary of Adani Enterprises, has acquired a 29.81 stake in Stark Enterprises Private Limited, the parent company of Trainman, an online train ticket booking platform. The transaction was valued at 3.56 crore rupees. Adani Enterprise classified SEPL as an organization focused on e-commerce and website development. Previously, Trainman had raised $1 million from a consortium of US investors with authorization from IRCTC. In market news for July 11th, the Sensex rose by 63.05 points or 0.10% to reach 65,343.50, while the Nifty increased by 25.20 points or 0.13% to reach 19,357. In the market, 1,351 shares advanced, 1,980 shares declined and 120 shares remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened against the US dollar due to positive sentiment in domestic markets and the weakness of the US dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Bollywood star Shah Rukh Khan unveiled the highly anticipated preview of Jawan featuring notable highlights. These include Shah Rukh Khan's new bald look, appearances by Nayantara and Deepika Padukone, who has a special role in the film, and impactful scenes by Vijay Setupati, Sanya Malhotra and Priya Mani. Netizens hailed the trailer, with filmmakers like Karan Johar and Sujay Ghosh expressing praise on social media. In news from Hollywood, American singer Madonna, who recently experienced a medical emergency, was spotted enjoying a leisurely time with a friend in New York City's Upper East Side neighborhood. Despite her recent hospitalization, she appeared happy and energetic, displaying improved mobility. Madonna was seen wearing a stylish, wide-brimmed hat, Nike sneakers and sunglasses. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, actor Ravi Teja and filmmaker Gopichand Malineni, known for their successful collaborations, are set to join forces again. Their upcoming project is tentatively titled RT4GM. Ravi Teja took to Twitter to share the news, expressing his excitement for their fourth collaboration. With a track record of blockbuster hits, the duo aims to recreate the magic of their previous successful ventures. In sports news, India's 21-year-old badminton player Lakshya Sen secured his first title of 2023 by emerging victorious at the Canada Open. In the final, Lakshya defeated China's reigning All-England Open champion Li Shi Feng with a score of 21-18-22-20. Expressing his joy on Instagram, Lakshya shared, Sometimes the hardest battles lead to the sweetest victories. The wait is over and I'm delighted to be crowned the Canada Open winner. 
In some uplifting news, Igor Swiatek, the current world number one, triumphed over Belinda Bencic at Wimbledon 2023, securing her first ever quarterfinal appearance at the prestigious tournament. This win marks Swiatek's impressive 14th consecutive victory. At just 22 years old, she becomes the youngest player since Svetlana Kuznetsova in 2009 to reach the quarterfinals at all four Grand Slam events. Swiatek emerged victorious, defeating Bencic with a score of 6-7-4-7-6-2-6-3. Wrapping up sports news, Logan Paul, the WWE star and YouTuber, recently announced his engagement to Danish model Nina Agdal. Posting photos on social media, Logan expressed his joy, stating, "Engaged to my best friend." The milestone comes after the couple celebrated their first anniversary in May. They initially met in New York, and their relationship has now culminated in an engagement. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Catch India's favorite comic Bishwa Kalyan Rath as he returns to the city with his latest special, performing live at the Phoenix Market City Whitefield on the 15th of July at 4 p.m. Don't miss this hilarious ride. Join an exciting art class in an exclusive workshop, Acrylic on Canvas, conducted by the Crimson Petal Art School at the Dialogues Cafe, Kuramangla Fourth Block, on the 16th of July at 3:30 p.m. But wait, there's more. Witness an extraordinary musical event of Bollywood classics, the Rare Gems, happening at the Jagruti Theatre, Whitefield, on the 15th of July at 7:30 p.m. Don't miss this soulful performance. Join a beginners yoga class and start your yoga journey in an exclusive workshop conducted at the Shunya Center for Art and Somatic Practices on the 15th of July at 8 a.m. You can also catch ace comedian Jaspreet Singh in his latest outing with Love Jaspreet performing live at the MLR Convention Center JP Nagar on the 16th of July at 6 p.m. Bengaluru weather. And finally the weather in Bengaluru on the 11th of July the temperatures will range from 21 to 27 degrees Celsius during the day and 20 to 22 degrees Celsius at night. Expected wind conditions are pleasant with a steady gentle breeze of 18 kilometers per hour and gusts of up to 46 kilometers per hour. The outlook is mostly cloudy and indicates a low chance of precipitation. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow me on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and I would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast, powered by